As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black hole of obscurity and never heard from again. My name is Steve, and with me is my co-host, a guy who's obviously growing out his hair so we can be in the No Holds Barred sequel. It's... It's Jahel. How are you, Steve? <laughs> Good. Trying to make a vague reference to, uh, you know, the Oscars and everything. I don't think anybody got it. Did you get it? No. <laughs> uh, is there is there a No Holds Barred sequel? No, you oh, know, because he was like, Dana, love the hair. Going oh. out for G.I.J. 2. Like, and I was, you know, the sad thing is I was thinking about that intro days in advance, you hell. Days. And I no, just sorry, couldn't Steve. make it work. But uh, so, I'll... You know, keep your wife's keep my wife's name out of your mouth. <laughs> you don't have a wife. Keep, keep your wife's name out of your mouth too, by the way. Uh, hey, Star Trek! Like, why don't you get it together? That's your wife, right? Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. I figured as much. Yeah, uh, speaking of things, but yeah. So you're doing you're doing good, Steve. Everything's everything's good in your world. Uh, I, 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 are you maybe in a position to use your influence in one industry to get a cartoon made about yourself? Oh man, I wish. Uh, uh, but you know what? With if, worse hair. If I was, to, if I was to do that, I would make sure that that cartoon is uh, of a, some sort of substance and or quality. Uh, not well. Listen. Go ahead. Not saying that what we're about to talk about is lacking in either of those apartments right. or departments. Right. Yeah. No, there's there's substances that were definitely at play. Uh, I mean, there's substance. There, you know, everything is made of substance if you mm -hmm. think about it, right? Everything has substance. I mean, I don't even think they had the right kind of drugs when they were making this cartoon. Um, and that cartoon that we are referencing is uh, Bruno the Kid. Uh, let's back up a second here. There's a lot of crazy crap that's been going on in the past uh, week or two. Of course, we already referenced the, ugh, I'm so tired of even hearing about it at this point, the whole Will Smith You're so thing. tired of hearing about it, and you yet I brought it up. the show. I was, I was trying to be funny. <laughs> I was trying to be funny, but I failed miserably, uh, kind of like uh, the piece of media we're about to talk about. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, and another thing that happened was uh, one Bruce Willis uh, has decided he's, or not decided, but I guess because of his uh, condition, it's not alopecia, surprisingly <laughs> enough, uh, he's decided that he's going to retire <laughs> from uh, acting, um, which uh, I don't know how much Red Letter Media you um, watch. I indeed know the video you're referencing, Red Letter Media, about a month ago, did a video on some of Bruce's recent uh, straight to you know video on demand right. features mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where he's in it for like 10, 15 minutes, maybe total. Barely acting. Yep. Uh, just reciting yeah. lines that is uh, told to him by a uh, earpiece. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't have anyone telling me lines. I'll, I'll tell you that it's oh natural. Yeah, the, 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 I'm sure Vince McMahon is in your ear right now. That's not what I said. Yeah. To reference. <laughs> what? 
job to you hell uh, never never <laughs> put it like, dude have you noticed that vince mcmahon is like nearly unintelligible these days oh uh, i haven't really he talks like this he talks like this now steve it's not called steve also it's very good that's to see weird you. i mean that yeah. is that his on-air persona or is that how he is all the time now I, I think it's because of his age. Oh, it just his voice has, oh, right. has, has degraded. <laughs> but um, speaking of degrading, back to uh, what was going on with Bruce Willis's movies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like the Red Letter Media guys were kind of calling him out a bit. You know, like they caught that he had an earpiece, and which I didn't notice until they pointed it out. And then you can't help but notice, of course. Right, right. And that they use lots of stand-ins. And I and I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't they like at one point, like maybe like two thirds of the way through their video, kind of muse that maybe there's something. That there could maybe be something they wrong did. with him? They did indeed. And it was, uh, like I said, it was revealed uh, this week, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, I thought it would be a good time to uh, talk about some of uh, Bruce Willis's lesser-known projects. Like, I, my, first, my first thought was to go Hudson Hawk. You ever see Hudson Hawk? I, I had. I have seen and Hudson we, Hawk. I like Hudson Hawk. Me too. Me too, actually. Uh, I mean, we can still do that one later. But I was like... Nah, nah, Hudson Hawk's too obvious. Uh, let's do <laughs> his cartoon show, uh, Bruno the Kid. But before we get to that, um, well, we've already talked about some of the bad of Bruce already, and that's his uh, later um, filmography. I don't know if uh, anyone listening has seen any of his recent work, but uh, it's really not good. It's not even, like, bad good. It's just pretty bad. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, it's it's not fun. Uh, it's like movies that are like competent ad- adjacent, like they're almost <laughs> right, competent. almost there. Yeah. Like there's almost a cohesive story. It's almost okay, but then yeah, but uh, no, they're definitely not not worth watching. But because of that, I don't know if it's because of that video or an article I watched on or read on um, No Film School, but because of Bruce Willis, I learned the term geezer teaser. Which is like, uh, have you heard that term? I think I heard it on, on Red Letter, Letter Media. Media yeah, which, video. Uh, yeah. In case you're wondering, it's when it's like these direct uh, video on demand movies that have like a uh, aging star in it, like Bruce Willis, Steven Seagal, um, John Cusack. They're in it for like I don't know, 15 minutes. They basically just stand around in a room, uh, and uh, I guess they. I mean, Bruce Willis gets like a million or two million just to be in these. Uh, these films, um, and uh, I mean, I guess they still play big overseas or something. So, good. Yeah, and I, and I guess Liam Neeson is kind of like the only like geezer doing like these, <laughs> uh, like movies that like actually go to theaters still. Right. But he, but Liam Neeson's actually in his movies like right. throughout. Yeah, uh, he's still trying. Um, I, I watched that. I think it's called like Ice Road on Netflix. Oh man, that was pretty hilarious. Um, yeah, but, like like good hilarious or like it was so bad it was funny. Uh, so bad it was funny. Um, yeah, he basically just does like Taken. Yeah. Oh yeah, now, it's, it's all it's, Taken now, and uh, I'm sure it goes. Uh, he takes it all right, right to his bank account. Uh, yeah, hard hard to blame him. I mean, I can't wait till I um, lose a sellout uh, on my YouTube channel. Uh, and now that I've hit 100,000 subscribers, I think it's time to sell out. And uh, tell everybody about Raid Shadow Legends. Oh, uh, the no. hot hey, new game. Hey, hey, they're not giving this channel any money, so you save that Dude. for wrestling all and right, gaming. All right. all right, all right. But I will say, Steve, it is the new sex. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we talked about some bad of Bruce Willis. Let's talk about some good. What are 
three-ish of your favorite Bruce Willis films? Ooh, uh, I'm glad we didn't uh, talk about It was in the segment. format, uh, brother. It was in the format. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I like the I, I like Die Hard. Uh, <laughs> Good. <laughs> all right. Okay. So all three Die Hards. Uh, the first three no, no, are I'm your favorite. Done. I'm not okay, done. Okay. I'm not done. Uh, I, I like uh, Fifth Element a lot. Okay. Uh, that's a fun one. Disney's uh, Blade does, Runner, I call it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, good, fair. Um, he, he did. Oh, my God. There's some other sci-fi movie that he did. Uh, that 12 Monkeys, really, perhaps? Yeah, 12 Monkeys. That's on yeah. my list. That's basically like number three. I mean, I... Uh, oh, can, I'm sorry. Can we, can we have a fourth? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Bruno the Kid. Uh, with... <laughs> the animated movie. The animated movie. Yeah, I binged it this week. This week, and that's why I didn't read the format. I was too busy binging oh, all thirty-six I'm... episodes. You go getter. That's why I hired you for this show, because of your dedication. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, of course, uh, Die Hard is a classic uh, film. I, I like the first three. I think any of the ones after that are. Uh, eh, we could probably just skip them. But aside from that, of course, like uh, Pulp Fiction, which, I mean, isn't a Bruce... I mean, he just ends up in, like, really classic films. Like, obviously, that's a Quentin Tarantino movie, but he's in it. Uh, you you want to hear something, Steve? I hate Pulp Fiction. Oh, my God. How have we been friends I, this whole time? It's the most overrated movie I think Ugh, I've ever seen. Well, we've got uh, other stuff to get to, so we'll save this for another podcast, mister. Yeah, we'll save this off-air, the divorce off-air. <laughs> the divorce. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so Pulp Fiction. Uh, I liked uh, Sin City a lot. and okay, um, okay. Another one uh, I'm not a fan of. And aside from Hudson Hawk, uh, you had 12 Monkeys. So, yeah, that was basically my top three with, like, an honorable mention. Um, yeah, and I'll say, uh, that's, uh, definitely not G.I. Joe retaliation. Like, I feel like that's when he, like, kind of started to go downhill. When you get to the, mm-hmm. like, fourth Die Hard and G.I. Joe 2, you could tell, like, he yeah. didn't want to be I'll, there anymore. Although, even the Expendables maybe like, the, uh, the beginning. That may have been, like, the catalyst. Sure. Sure, I can agree with that. Um... So, uh, I mean, that's uh, the good of Bruce Willis, I uh, would say. So, I mean, do you consider yourself like a Bruce Willis like fan? Like when you see that he's in something, like do you groan or you're like, oh, this might have like before the VOD stuff, like right? I was gonna say, well, it depends what year the movie right, was made, I guess. Right, right. Uh, but um, I mean, I'm I'm not I, I wouldn't say I'm like a fan. Like like I wouldn't watch a movie just because he's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, th- I think I think he's you know decent actor. You know? Yeah, yeah, he's got uh, like I don't his, think he's bad or anything. Yeah, he's got like a certain you know quality. I mean, he's not going to be doing Shakespeare or anything like that. But yeah, uh, like actually, uh, I'm sorry to backtrack, but I oh I uh, I just lost you, man, with your sound. Oh, sorry. Oh. Uh, so just to backtrack a second here, I think my uh, actual favorite Bruce Willis movie is The Whole Nine Yards. I forgot he was in that. Oh, hmm. And that movie's hilarious. You despise Pulp Fiction, but you like The Whole Nine Yards, which is basically sort of that whole crime. Yeah, the Whole Ten Yards. Excuse me. The whole... The wait, sequel? The whole... Yeah. You know there's well, two... he's in both. I, I don't... He's in yeah, both. Yeah, I think I only watched the first one, The Whole Nine Yards. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that sorry. movie wouldn't exist without Pulp Fiction, let me tell you. But anyway, uh, so are you ready to discuss Bruce Willis's foray into children's cartoons? 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do this. <laughs> All right, uh, before we dive too deep, had you ever even heard of this cartoon before I brought it to your attention? Yeah, I had oh. forgotten about it until you mentioned it, but I had heard of it before. Um, I never watched it, but I remember seeing like the commercials and that kind of stuff. But uh, mm -hmm. what, what, what about you, Steve? Oh, I am right there with you, man. Uh, I remember seeing the commercials and not being interested in the slightest. I don't Back then, I don't even think I realized that Bruce Willis was involved or if I did I didn't care um but uh I mean I had never even thought of this for many years except for a coworker of mine was he was singing that we don't talk about Bruno song from uh the latest Pixar movie or Disney movie or whatever it is and he was like hey do you remember that show Bruno the kid I'm like uh, not until right now. And so that brings us to today, in case you were wondering how, how I uh, arrived at choosing this. And then the whole Bruce Willis uh, uh, quitting acting. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering uh, where, how like this came to you. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, so Bruno the Kid premiered September 23rd, 1996. It lasted for one season. And get this, 36 episodes in an animated movie. That is the power of Bruce Willis's name, brother. <laughs> yeah, sure is. And uh, we'll uh, just dive into the synopsis here. Uh, first, for the whole series, and it's um, an 11-year-old becomes the top spy for a top-secret espionage agency. And then for the episode, which the title of the episode is The Adventure Begins, and it's the very first one, if anyone would like to watch this, you can watch it on um, Amazon Prime with commercials for free, though. Um, and, and you can decide if you want to sit through those commercials or not. Uh, but Yeah, uh, you, you can also uh, watch it on uh, Tubi for ah, free. Fantastic. So uh, here's the um, episode synopsis. <laughs> Colonel Muckbar buys the boom disc from Laszlo Gigahertz and threatens to blow up the Hoover Dam unless he gets $2 billion. Uh, so like a lot of cartoons, they don't have a director or voice director um, listed. They do have the creator here, Joel Madison. I couldn't find any of his other uh, credits, so... I guess he just made this and then quit the business. Um, and uh, we got uh, the writer here, uh, Bill Bronstein. Um, or is it Berenstein? Or is it Berenstain? Mm, mm, you think mm. about that. He uh, had He's worked on or wrote scripts for Martin, Empty Nest. And that was before uh, Bruno the Kid. And then after, somehow he parlayed his career into writing Rugrats, Pinky in the Brain, and Disney's Hercules, like the series cartoon. Okay. Yeah. And I, I mean, good for him for continuing to have a career. <laughs> uh, and, sure. and this was uh, produced, and I thought this was kind of uh, interesting, by, uh, by Bruce Willis himself uh, and his brother, David Willis. Who was actually, mm -hmm. I, I never knew this, the producer of like a lot of his really big films, like most of them actually, uh, from your diehards <laughs> almost all the way down to your G.I. Joes. He was like a, either a producer or co producer on all of them. 
And then the third producer, surprisingly, I mean, I don't know if he was asleep at the helm on this, but Phil Roman, who produced uh, The Simpsons and Garfield in the Skies. Make sure you check out our classic Halloween episode about <laughs> Garfield in Disguise, where Yael and I were way too drunk and actually hanging out together in real life. Uh, yes. So that takes care of that. What's up with the cast? I bet there's a bunch of nobodies in this movie or oh, show. Oh, yeah, am a bunch I right? never heard of. Uh, <laughs> b- before I get into the cast, just to set the stage, uh, this premiered September 23rd, 1996. The number one film at the time was, uh, I lost it here. Uh, it was, I think it was actually, here it is, uh, 12 Monkeys. Yeah, 12 Monkeys was the number one film. Oh, wait a minute. It was the number one film in January of 96. Mm-hmm. September uh, was the first Wives Club, which I believe has come up before as a number one film. So we must have covered something else in this week because the number one song this week was also, once again, the Macarena. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is like the second or third time it's come up. So really weird. Um, but uh, the second uh, top album was, of course, The Return of Bruno, uh, <laughs> re-release. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one, um, no one ever. Maybe no one remembers or no one talks about the fact that Bruce Willis had like a blues band there for a while. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, two albums. Yeah, that'll come up uh, later when we talk about the theme song to this the show. Theme song, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so uh, this Bruno thing with Bruce Willis. Do you know the origins of the name Bruno? I mean, that's his like um, blues name or nickname, basically. It's, right. Yeah. So it was like a character that he like has as his blues, you know, alter ego rock star or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like a Chris however, Gaines to Garth. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did a little bit of digging uh, into Bruce Willis's past. And apparently when he was uh, living in New York, first trying to like make a name for himself in the acting biz mm-hmm. uh he bartended and when he bartended he referred to himself as bruno ah, ah. so that was like his bartending <laughs> so this guy had a bartending alter ego <laughs> i mean i guess to get through the shifts it would make things a little bit more interesting yeah. but like what a i mean maybe that name flew in the 80s but what a like cheese ball name <laughs> yeah uh in the chat we've got stadium arts he said oh nice i didn't miss it we woo I think he meant few. Whatever. Uh, thank you for being here, Stry. Uh, anyways, uh, let's get into the cast. Mm-hmm. We do, of course, have uh, Bruce Willis, who is the voice of Bruno. Bruno uh, is an 11-year-old child, and Bruce Willis uh, is the voice. He was like of Bruno. 40-something when this was going on. Like, oh yes, man. Bruce Willis at this point was getting uh, a candidate. He would be a candidate for testosterone replacement therapy. Yet. <laughs> Here he is voicing an 11-year-old child, and it sounds like they just, like, uh, digitally altered his voice, like, pitch-shifted it or something. Barely. Very slightly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he sounds almost just like himself. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, we've got Earl Bowen. Um, Earl Bowen, I didn't catch what character he did. Right. um, But I saw that he's been, he was, like, uh, Silberman in um, the Terminator movies. Raiders oh, one, two, all three, right. Dr. Wow, man. There's a lot of star power in this show, sadly. <laughs> there really there really is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got uh, John Bauer, mm-hmm. who uh, he's got not a lot of credits. He had nine credits to his uh, career. Most of them are from Bruno. Oh. The kid. 
Uh, we've got the legendary Tim Curry wow. as Laszlo Gigahertz, which is like the main antagonist. Uh, uh, you mean basically Doctor Evil? <laughs> so he's do- yeah. So he's doing like the Austin Powers Doctor Evil thing, down to saying one. Go ahead. I was gonna which came out this year. I was just gonna say that yeah. too. They both because I was like, wait, who copied whom? So I looked it up, and they both came out the same year. Well, it's all a you know impression of Blofeld from James Bond. So. Mm, yeah, maybe it's just coincidence. Yep. Um, we've got Jennifer Hale as Lisey Davidson. Uh, Jennifer Hale. Um, I didn't really like see anything of note. She mm-hmm. does a lot of video games. Mm. Uh, so if you're into Mass Effect, uh, maybe you're a fan of hers. <laughs> um, Mark Hamill. Who? <laughs> Who? Mark, you know, I just watched. I just watched uh, an old uh, horror anthology last night called Body Bags. Oh yeah, that's uh, John Mark, Carpenter. John Carpenter Body. Yeah, Mark yeah. Hamill's. Mark Hamill's at the end. You see his bare ass. Um, yes. Anyways, he plays Harris. You may know him from Star Trek, Star Wars, Stargate, Star Stargate, Stargate. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, okay. My bad. Anyways, we've got Tony J uh, as Warriors of Charlesburg. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he was—he's an old man. He. Uh, <laughs> It did voices like in a bunch of cartoons. It was really—you wouldn't know. And you, listener, you don't know him. Then we've oh, wow. got Kenneth Mars. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's true. Kenneth Mars, another guy who did a lot of voices. He was um, Inspector Kemp in Young Frankenstein. Nice. Um, but he and he was also in Malcolm in the Middle for a bit. Anyways, then we've got uh, Roger. Ro- Why did I go through everybody? Roger <laughs> Rose, <laughs> who again a bunch of voice acting uh, in you know like TV, uh, cartoons and video games. And then we have Kathy Kath, Kath is her name, not Kathy Kath, K A T H, Susie. Um, she's been in tons of cartoons, does tons of voices, Captain Planet, Rugrats, uh, Tom and Jerry, Looney Tunes stuff. Uh, so yeah, that is your, that is your cast. Roger Rose, uh, actually helped founded, uh, Guns N' Roses. Just letting you know. Oh, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people <laughs> think it's, it's Slash and, uh, Axl Rose. <laughs> they're brothers. But, uh, they're brothers. Half brothers. Oh, maybe. The, oh, I see. It might be fake news. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, all right, well, thank you for that. Uh, so I guess there's nothing left to do but to walk through this thing. Uh, maybe before we dive in, I was going to save this to the end, but like, how do you imagine? All right, so I was diving through Bruce Willis's IMDb to see like if I could make sense as to like why he decided he wanted to do the voice for uh, a kid's cartoon. Because like he was still... Very much a huge star at this time. I mean, Twelve Monkeys and Fifth Element were, and this came between those. This is a; um, these are huge movies. Like I thought, maybe he did this when his star was starting to wane. You know, before he got into, uh, um, you know, the M Night Shyamalan movie that everyone says revitalized. Six Sense. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, I thought maybe this happened around that time, but no, no, he was still a big deal, and it was just like, do uh, you think his manager just came up to him and was like, "Hey, Bruce." I got a real quick way you can uh, you can make some fast cash. We got the <laughs> we got this show called uh, well, it's something the kid, but you know we can make it more towards whatever you want to do, Bruce. Whatever you want to do, buddy, <laughs> you tell me and we'll, well do it. From what I understand, Bruce Willis created the show. But it, uh, it, from what I read, it said that dude created it, the Madison. Well, like then they developed it together. Or ah, something, but, like, I see. I'm, um, 
right? Okay. Yeah. So this is this is from the 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 imagination, the imagination <laughs> I of one Bruce Willis. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, I don't want to spoil too much more. We'll dive on in. Okay. So we open with uh, we're looking at a sign. Uh, I guess it's supposed to be on a hotel. It's uh, Cicero's Palace, which is obviously a parody of Caesar's Palace. The top sign is uh, two dudes with a white tiger. Obviously, it's supposed to be uh, Siegfried and Roy. But here... Steve, uh, sorry to interrupt, but uh, the Obscuratron, is there something that's supposed to be playing? Oh, yeah. I forgot to add that. Um, Well, we're just going to have to go um, there for now. Um, Yeah. Let's... uh, I mean, it's just pictures of Bruno. I mean, it's not a big deal. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, my bad, those who watch, but uh, just type in Bruno the Kid if you want to see images from his cartoon. Uh, That's my bad. Uh, Where are we? Okay, yeah. So, um, obviously, they're a parody of Siegfried and Roy. Already, I'm like, off to a bad start. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Below below that is a smaller sign that says, Welcome Thugs. And uh, THUGS is an acronym for the Home Underworld Group Society. And below that, it basically says, definitely not a front for villains. And I wrote down, you know, mildly amusing. Like this, I feel like there was definitely a trend in the 90s where, like, a lot of shows were parodies of stuff. Like, you know, you got The Tick, which is obviously a superhero parody. And, you know, shows like Earthworm Jim, which were uh, also sort of, you know, comical plays on like uh-huh. science fiction pulp characters and stuff uh so i guess they're trying to jump in on that here uh, yeah yeah that's what it seems like yeah the uh it was also like a very 90s cartoon thing to have like your villains have like an acronym for their group name again that's, that's very another... james bond like uh you know and also of course um nick fury agent of shield which uh, uh you know shield is an acronym uh yeah. so uh yeah moving forward Inside is a gathering of some pretty lame-looking villains. Uh, one looks like Colonel Sandal- Sanders with a monocle. Uh, the other one um, ends up being, like, I guess the main bad guy for the ep- episode, the Cold War-era um, Russian soldier. Um, uh, what was his name? It said in the... Uh... Um, Akbar? Yeah, I that's it. Mukbar. 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 Yeah. Mukbar. And, um, and then... Uh, uh, there's, I remember there's a blonde lady and a black lady um, opposite him. And in between them is a bald guy who kind of looks like what Bruce Willis looks like now. Have, did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty funny. <laughs> and then next to him is like another bald guy. So there's a lot of uh, balding dudes in the wow. world of... It's, uh, almost like, it's almost like they didn't want to draw hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. They were like... How can we save some time on animating this? Right. Well, uh, I think it's more uh, tied to Bruce Willis's ego and his male pattern baldness. But uh, we'll we'll uh, muse on that in a second. I don't know because Bruno the kid himself has like almost no. Yeah, like, that, what that's what I'm that? saying. He's like, he's like, look, guys, I want to tell you, I don't want to have a lot of fully haired people in my cartoon. It's gonna make me uh, self conscious. And they're like, okay, Bruce, <laughs> whatever you want. I don't think he's that self aware. Oh, but uh. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's the one who invented like the uh, shaving your balding hair hair look. I think I don't know. Uh, don't quote me on I, well, that. I, th- I think he made he made it like like a cool thing. Right, like, right. He did. Like, do oh, that. white white bald guys can be sexy. Right. 
<laughs> so you're telling me you find him sexy, huh? Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you we found him sexy. <laughs> all right. Uh, so um, they're all listening intently to one uh, Professor Laszlo uh, Gigahertz, who basically looks like you're a typical mad scientist. And uh, I guess this would be a good spot to take a break. Like, how would you describe the uh, animation style for this show? Like, <laughs> Uh, shit yeah. is how I would describe yeah, it. They, um, every it looks very childish for something that's making fun of like spies and espionage. Um, in fact, I mean, I was gonna wait till we get to him in the episode, but Bruno himself doesn't look like an eleven-year-old to me. He looks like a baby. No, he looks like a toddler. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know what they were thinking with that. Like, I and this this is why I think like. That dude, Madison, he like he's the one who came up with this, uh, you know, idea for like a spy kid. And then somehow Bruce Willis got involved and he's like, I'm going to voice him. And he's like, you, you're a 40 year old man. No, I'm going to do it <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, now I'm going to sing the theme song, too. Right. Whether you like it or not. Uh, and you won't like it. <laughs> 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 oh, you pretty much nailed it. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyway, Laszlo. But, uh, Steve, so sorry. More so than just the the drawing style. Uh, and I think the character designs are really bad. They are. Honest, like, they're the most basic. Just... Like, I mean, I would say they're sub like newspaper cartoon strip. Like, it's just. It looks, it looks, I was watching this with with someone and they, they were like, this looks like a child drew it. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Um, and, and not even like a sort of fun, stylistic way. Right, it's just right. lazy. And that's right. the key word for this entire show, I would say. And, and the animation itself is like janky as It hell. is the like worst. Very choppy. I think it might be. I mean, we should probably save it to the end, but just keep it in the back of your mind. I think it might be the worst thing we've watched on this show. <laughs> um. No, there was something. What, what did we watch last week? Uh, there was some. Oh no, no, Surf Nazis Must Die. No, no, I'm talking about in the terms of animation. Come on, man. Oh, the animation quality. Oh my God, yeah, animation quality, the worst. And like the coloring on it, like some. Did you notice like the coloring would like fade in and out because like they didn't like fully color it. <laughs> I actually like, didn't notice weird. that, but I just noticed like scenes didn't really sync up very well. Um, right. And uh, but anyway, uh, let's uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk more about that at the end. So, yeah, um, as you hell said, uh, Laszlo Gigahertz is voiced by Tim Carey and, or Curry, Tim Curry. And before I like read the IMDb and I was listening to this, yeah, I was like, man, this is just a bad Dr. Evil impression. But then when I even found out that it was him, I was like, oh, like you could do so much better than that. Um, but who knows? Maybe this was cutting edge at the time, because like we said, Awesome Powers came out this same year, so yeah, whatever. So he inserts this disc, <laughs> and uh, he says, press the execute button. And then uh, on the monitor, it shows the small town, and the town just gets annihilated. I think possibly right. uh, hundreds, if not thousands of people died. Um, yes. And then it only gets worse from there. Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, Laszlo says he wants $1 million for the disc. And the thugs say, that's outrageous. And then in another sort of cringy, eye-rolling joke, he says he'll throw in the carrying case for free. Then he drops his, like, pointer wand on a uh, the keyboard, thus killing millions of other people and destroying another city. So 
This yeah. uh, kids cartoon has no problem murdering people. Yeah, as we'll see later, uh, somebody is assassinated. <laughs> yeah, and then we're treated to the hit theme song, composed by mm. none other than Bruno, a.k.a. Bruce Willis himself, doing his, like, Roadhouse blues uh, thing. And, I mean, I'm no no fan of that particular style of music. I mean, I would say the theme, at least in terms of that genre, sounds okay, but it's the wrong kind of style of genre for a spy show. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, it doesn't make any... Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And I would argue the song starts out okay, mm. but it gets worse and worse. It gets pretty... Like, like every... every as the song goes on and Bruce Willis tries to be soulful mm. and put more <laughs> into it, yeah. like it's not good, man. Yeah. It, it's like, have you ever like uh, somebody like asked you to like try to drink something like that you've never had before and you tried and you're like, as you're drinking, you're like, oh, this actually does taste pretty good. I thought it was going to be bad. And then then you realize there's you GHB stop. in it. Well, yeah, yeah. Or you get like the aftertaste. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, this isn't good. This got worse. That's how I would describe uh, the theme song. It got worse. Yes, yes, it did. Um, but hey, if you ever wanted to hear uh, Bruce Willis sing without actually trying to download the MP3s of his old projects, this is your chance. Um, so yeah, all right. Now we cut to a fighter plane. You can hear um, the voiceover of a Bruce slash a Bruno himself and uh, a uh, female of some kind, and they're like, uh, you know, oh, you gotta. Oh, they're they're deploying missiles quick, and they uh, sort of he outmaneuvers the missiles, and then um, the female voice tells Bruno to level out the plane, but he can't, and the plane crashes, and you're like, oh thank God, Bruno's dead. I don't have to watch any more of this. But (laughs) surprise, surprise, and I saw this coming from a mile away. It's a video game. Oh, you clever boy. It was a video game. Uh, Anything to comment about that lame? Start. Uh, yeah, like it was awful. Like you knew from the beginning, like something right, was up. Right, and, yeah, because uh, you never yeah, saw anyone inside the plane. It was pretty obvious. And then I, I love how immediately after they're done playing the arcade, they walk outside. Like the friend that he's with, mm-hmm. she says, "Bruno, sometimes you scare me." Right, right, right. right. Uh, <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, Bruno and his female companion. They yeah, they exit the arcade, um, and then this is where Bruno says, the, "What's up?" I'm sorry, Steve. Do you remember why she was frightened by Bruno? Because he's just gets too into things. Yeah, she said, "Yeah, like you get too into these games." Like you, she says, "You turn into someone else." That's like it's something that you like tell an alcoholic that you're trying to like get to. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, I guess to uh, the writer Bill uh, Berenstein Bear, um, he's I don't know. I guess trying to set up um, what's about to happen <laughs> to. Uh, to Bruno in a very sort of lame and obvious way, but you know, I'm I'm pretty sure the feeling here, as it is with a lot of the cartoons that we've watched in this show, is eh, we're just making this for kids. They don't care. Like right. we could do whatever we want. But um, but yeah, I think like he's trying to show that, oh, look at that. Bruno is about to, you know, create this avatar, which just happens to look like Bruce Willis and blah blah blah. You get what Imagine I'm saying. That. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're, they walk along and this is when, um, this is when I noticed that the animation is just awful. There's like a wide shot of them, uh, walking and there's like a pan or, uh, and it's just, there's like a 
so bad. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. And it almost looked like it had like a fisheye lens look to it, but it wasn't. Yeah. It, I, I don't know. It, it was not good. It was awful. Yeah, and I think, again, they're just trying to... I feel like the majority of the um, budget for this cartoon probably went to Bruce Willis, and then they just cut corners on the animation as much as they could. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyway, we are back at Cicero's Palace, the casino slash hotel. Uh, we pan through the casino, and a shady-looking trench-coated figure makes a call on a payphone. <laughs> How dated. Mm. Um, and uh, I actually thought this was slightly humorous. Like, I wouldn't say that I actually snickered or made any kind of laughing noise, but I'm like, huh, that's kind of funny. He gets a slightly humorous automated voicemail message. He's trying to... Apparently, this guy is a spy. You find out later. He's calling Globe, who is basically like the shield of this universe or MI6, right. if you will. They're not too clear on that at the beginning, um, but it figures up later and it goes, uh, it asks him to choose between political upheavals, international espionage, or press three for club members. So he presses three because he's a member of Globe. And he says he's Agent 86, um, and the call is answered by all these men sitting in silhouettes inside a giant, like, uh, government-style war room, like, straight out of Dr. Strangelove, uh, if you will. And, like, a lot of these voices are also really awful. Did you notice how bad and, like, half-assed they were? Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, 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 like, the people in the silhouettes are, like, famous people. Like, El- one of them is supposed to be Elvis. Right, 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 yeah. Uh, I, think, I, I think one of them maybe is supposed to be, like, Crocodile Dundee or something. <laughs> yeah, or... he's, like, Australian, because it's, like, I guess a... A meeting of uh, international, I don't know, I guess you could call it the um, NATO or something like that. The, the, yeah. the NATO of the espionage world. Um, so he says he's got info on the disc. Um, uh, he, he's talking about the disc. He says it causes anything with electricity to overload. Which, which I mean, how could Whatever it, that means. Yeah, how could it make an entire like uh, town explode? Whatever. It's just a dumb cartoon. While he's talking, another shadowy figure... Pushes a slot machine by him. It gets three in a row and then starts paying out. It spits a bunch of coins on him. Basically, it buries him in coins and kills him. Yep. What would you think and about that? And we know that? he's dead. Yeah. And we know he's dead because the uh, guy that killed him with this, mm-hmm. then he picks up the phone and tells Globe that that agent's been Terminated. He basically says that he's killed. Oh, it's him. much worse than that. He says Agent Eighty Six has been Eighty Six. <laughs> oh, that's what Globe says oh, in response. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he says. I think the the guy that kills him says like he's been terminated or something. Right. Like yeah, that. something along those lines. So another human life has been snuffed out. Here yeah. In- what did I think about that? I <laughs> wish it was Bruno that uh, had been standing in front of the, uh, the machine. I mean, what a. I guess there's like, oh, what's a humorous way we can kill someone off? Like. Lift an entire uh, slot machine, have it pay off, and and then I guess to try to like cap it off with another joke, they have the um, a waitress like put a drink in the guy's dead hands. Like, yeah, she she says like some dumb joke. Yeah, wasn't funny. I mean, it's not funny to kids or adults. Like, I just I don't know. Anyway, uh, I I bet I know who it's funny to. One Bruce Willis. Willis. Yeah, the Willis I, well, brothers. I, I assume their relationship consists of like Bruce saying something and then David going, oh, Bruce, you're the best. You're, you're so right. Right, right, right. Oh, I was going to make a joke at the top of the show that this is part of our guys named Bruce's month. <laughs> <laughs> 
because we did Bruce Campbell before this. I mean, make sure you check out our episode on a Briscoe County Junior. But that's just a joke. We're not going to do any more Bruce's after this. Anyway, um, so now we're back with uh, Bruno. He's in his room messing around on the computer. And wow, my jaw dropped when I saw that kick-ass CGI. I was like, mm-hmm. Johnny Quest, The Real Adventures, who? Like, uh, like this was like the worst. I kind of wish we would have watched this during our VR month, <laughs> even though it's not <laughs> VR. But what did you think of that CGI on the computer? I mean... So this is 1997 that the show came out. Mm-hmm. So this was probably like made in 96. Mm-hmm. I I mean for 96 TV CGI, I guess it's okay. It's just odd. Well, I I just think like why spend your money on CGI? Like why not put a little more into the animation or the writing maybe? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they just really well, wanted to what, impress like, the kids. You could have just filmed Bruce Willis, the human being, uh, <laughs> that is, you know, doing fucking bad blues songs for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just film him. Yeah, just, just film, him. film him. Put like a uh, one of those mosaics on it, like they did in exactly. VR five. Mess up the exactly. color. There you go. You got your uh, CGI. Uh, anyway, so yeah, he creates a, a bad CGI rendering of one Bruce Willis. It, it's like looks like Poser version one. Like uh, and, yes, Poser. That's what they looked like. I couldn't quite like put my finger on. It. And this comes up again. This stupid little CG yeah, yeah. head of a uh, of a uh, Bruce. Willis. So yeah, this uh, harkens back. I guess we might have skipped over it. Um, when um, Bruno was chatting to his female friend, I can't remember her name. He says that, uh, oh, yeah, I'm really into stuff. In fact, I like to just go to my room and create characters for no reason and act them out. And uh, this is just foreshadowing to this scene here where he creates this bad CGI rendering of Bruce Willis and types up like all these spy skills and a bio for him. His mom calls him to dinner. And uh, as Bruno leaves, he accidentally hits a key that I guess sends like the whole bio and the rendering um off to globe was this uh shades of another 90s animated show to you you hell starts with an f starts with an come on you get it's really good you got this come on have we covered no we we haven't we haven't but i want to eventually Mm -hmm. 90s animated show that starts with an F. I freakazoid the the listeners freakazoid oh that show oh you don't like freakazoid I mean, Uh, well, you don't like Pulp Fiction, so where do we go from here? Anyway, Mm. uh, Bruno talks. Sorry, I'm a man man of refined taste. (laughs) Whatever. Bruno talks to his mom at dinner. Uh, For some reason here, they felt a need to tell us that she's a real estate broker. And then they show his dad, who never speaks, writing a song on a piano. Like, I guess they wanted us to get a a look at Bruno's home life. And then... uh, in the middle of eating, Bruno's, I guess, he can feel his, like, uh, you know, CGI character, like, calling to him. He says, I have to go take a bath, Mom. Remember, he sounds <laughs> like a 40-year-old man. And his mom's like, okay, go right ahead. So he goes back to the computer. There's a message from Globe slash the government telling Bruno he's been hired as a secret agent. Because I don't know if you know in real life, this is how every CIA and FBI agent has ever been yep. hired, ever. Uh, yep. And to meet his uh, the operative at uh, the airport tomorrow, so um, he shows up. And uh, I'm at first, because I, I had a hard time catching the name, I just referred to this guy as black British guy, but it's actually Charles Berg, and it's weird because he's actually voiced by 
uh, that uh, Tony J, um, who's actually an old white British dude. Um, yeah. But uh, um, anyway, uh, he then so he says that he has to call HQ um, to uh, talk about like why the big uh, mix up is um, why, you know, this. 11 year old boy who looks like he's six who sounds like he's 40 <laughs> got hired to be a spy and uh, <laughs> and while Charles Charlesburg is making the call a truck comes out of nowhere and uh, hits the car that they were sitting in like it was like a big uh, limo with like a yeah a car phone but they have like this like giant conversation mm-hmm. like as it's like coming towards them and where it's like oh have you ever played a game called get out the way and uh, you know, then the British guy is like, no, I haven't. I don't play games. Well, maybe you should start playing games. Well, maybe somebody should fucking fix the script. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this just goes on and yeah, on. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's the thing with Bruno, as you will see as we continue to make our way through this episode. He Nothing phases him. He's got zero emotions of any kind. All he is is like... Bruce Willis style action hero catchphrases that aren't even funny. Oh, and he plays the harmonica, just like one Bruno, my former bartender from New York, used to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, um, Bruno takes out a gun and blows up the truck. Like there was no, they never showed him grabbing the gun or saying, "Ooh, I better take this gun that I modified at home from a super soaker or whatever." No, he just takes out a gun, blows up the truck. Yeah, like, where did this little kid learn how to shoot guns? And he's like... just so smart, you hell. I mean, obviously, he's an honor student. <laughs> like, and, and presumably, like, he loaded the gun with bullets, too, so he knows how to clean it, too, right. and, like, well, load it. And... Maybe Bruno, the kid, is that guy who just spends too much time on the Internet in the 90s, you know, reading the um, uh, yeah. anarchist cookbook. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, remind me, Steve, did, did the truck explode ah, after he shot it? Yeah. I'm pretty so sure it did. this is another person that's been murdered <laughs> this time by uh, our 11-year-old AARP card carrying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of it's uh, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Uh, but hey, it was the 90s, right? Uh, yeah. So uh, so then, for some reason, I guess Charles Charlesburg is like, uh, now I have to take you take you to globe hq so we can get to the bottom of this which is like ugh, just the laziest reason to take him along and get in the plane yeah while they're flying wouldn't you know another plane attacks them wow and of course bruno never freaks out in fact he takes the flight stick and murders the other guy in the plane <laughs> wow i mean this is like a john mcclain body count here in bruno yeah, the kid yeah. Um, so Charlesburg is so impressed with Bruno and his ability to murder people, he <laughs> he decides to give Bruno his first mission, and then they. Yeah, Steve, what's up? I, I don't think Charlesburg was impressed. He's scared for his life. Oh yeah, all right. He, he, he just wants to like you know he doesn't want this kid to murder him next. He's like, so he's gotta gotta keep him happy, baby. He's like, my God, this is the Antichrist. Let me just give him <laughs> this cool phone, and maybe he won't murder me. So yeah, basically he gets his. Uh, I, like you know, James Bond gets all of his uh, cool like gadgets, and here in 1996/7, Bruno gets a cell phone. Um, yeah. Jar- whatever, Charlesburg, whatever the guy's mm-hmm. name is, basically uh, Bruno's Q. From uh... right, he's like part of it. Uh, I mean, I was reading about the role that Mark Hamill plays, which I don't think is in this episode, 
and he's no, um he's more of the cue, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, my yeah. bad. No worries. Well, I also noticed Renee Aubert Jonas is in the cast. Uh, Mr. Odo himself from Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, but he was not in this episode. Ah, should I play the bumper? <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't, I don't want this associated. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can agree with that. Okay, so uh, yeah, he gets his cool cell phone. Now, cut to the thugs are meeting yet again. I guess in their pretty much their same meeting room at the Cesaro Casino slash hotel. Uh, Laszlo is auctioning off his disc this time, um, and uh, then uh, Bruno and. Uh, Charlesburg arrive at the hotel. Bruno magically figures out that there's just by looking at an elevator panel that there's a hidden like 13th floor or something, and he basically just disappears into a uh, air conditioner duct, or he just goes into it. Uh, then Doctor Evil uh, sells the disc um, to uh, Muckrake, Colonel Muckrake, the Russian, the Cold War Russian-looking guy. And just as he takes it, Bruno flies in through the vent and says, Mind if I drop in? Because that's what, that's what uh, Pass says, uh, wit, uh, <laughs> in 96. Yeah. Or at least in the world of uh, Bruno the Kid. So, of course, they capture Bruno and Colonel Muckbar uh, monologues his entire plan. Says he's going to destroy the Hoover, Hoover Dam. Then they try to feed Bruno to white tigers, um, and the tigers are closing in. But and again, they never show him like grabbing this ahead of time. Like he could have like pulled it out at the beginning of the episode and been right. like, you know, at least I have um, my uh, lucky harmonica, which was a gift from my dad, who never pays any attention to me because he's always writing songs on the piano. He just pulls out a harmonica out of nowhere. Yeah. As you do yeah. when you're 11. Starts playing it and lulls the tigers to sleep. And I wrote down here, wow, anything to massage Bruce Willis's ego. Like, cause he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, I wonder, like, in what other ways, like, Bruno the Kid is like Bruce Willis. Uh, he's like, hey, like, I, I love Bruce. Or like, I love brunettes, so I want Bruno to like brunettes. He's like, oh, but Bruce, he's only 11 years old. No, no. Like, I don't know. Um, so, uh, yeah, all right. So Bruno then appears next to, um, just out of nowhere, appears next to Jarlsberg, who's just standing in the casino. He's not even really doing anything. He's just standing, yeah. if I remember correctly. There's a lot of jarring cuts. Yes, uh, there's a lot of jarring cuts. And, like, that's one... Where, where you're like, huh? How did they get to there like what yeah. that's not where they were last time yeah they're just yeah. trying to save mu as much money as possible so they continue to give bruce willis his rate um and did you have notice on imdb like uh how much other voiceover work bruce willis did because it was quite a bit but here he sounds awful there's like no emo like yeah. i feel like this was his first like voiceover gig ever uh, but anyway maybe so Colonel Muckbar looks at a computer screen and then says he's going to destroy the Hoover Dam. Um, and he's already at the Hoover Dam or somewhere. I can't even really remember. Bruno shows up out of nowhere and says, not so fast, Muckface. Ooh, quality <laughs> writing. Got him. Yeah. <laughs> Muckface takes off or Muckbar takes off in a helicopter holding the disc in his hand. He's like waving it around like this. Ha! He's like, oh, once I use this, I'm going to destroy the Hoover Dam. 
So Bruno, just out of nowhere, I mean, you can only assume maybe off camera they, like, figured out this plan. Bruno nods to Jarlsberg. Jarlsberg throws him a whip that I guess he took when he was about to be devoured by the white tigers. Again, they never showed him bringing the whip right. with him. Um, he whips the disc out of the colonel's hands, and he drops it right into uh, Bruno's hands. And, of course, uh, Jarlsberg says, he's getting away. And Bruno says, uh, Bruno uses the disc with his new handy-dandy cell phone to magically override the computer and the helicopter. The helicopter falls in the water. Colonel says, you haven't seen the last of me. And Bruno very wittily replies, yeah, maybe in my nightmares. Ha, 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 ha. And so, yeah, all these millions of people died in this episode, but not the colonel. He is just, like, floating on a piece of, like, wood or whatever. Uh, Yeah. And, um... Any uh, any comments on the? Uh, I guess this is our this is our climax here. Yeah, the uh, at one point when I think it's Bruno's plane like kind of flips over, we see it from the bottom. It looked like a penis and testicles, <laughs> like 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 very plainly, like the way they made the missiles. They ended up looking like two testicles. They're like I'm like this had to be on purpose because missiles are like long and thin, but they made these like basically like thick ovals. Like, what is he dropping? Atomic bombs? Like, I uh, did not notice that. Uh, I'll take your word for it, though. I mean, we all know those uh, sneaky Disney animators always uh, sneak at all those like sex jokes and stuff. Uh, I did, these animators on this show couldn't even work as a janitor at Disney <laughs> Animation Studio. <laughs> You're probably right. You know, I mean, I would. I mean, I wouldn't uh, fault the animators. I would just say that they were probably not paid enough and probably did not have enough time to make 36 episodes of Bruno the Kid look good. Um, but uh, yeah. anyway, so um, Charlesburg says he's going to send Bruno back home. He congratulates him, uh, which I was like, what? Like, I thought he was supposed to give him his next mission. Well, fast forward, uh, Bruno is back at home, about to go to bed. Um, I wrote down here CGI disco ball. Do you have any idea what that means? I... Um, well, yeah, when like Bruno is using the avatar of Bruce Willis to talk to Globe uh, so that they continue to think like he's a man in his 40s, it's like he made it seem like he was in a nightclub oh, or something. Oh, right. And he had like f- like flashing lights inside of the simulation or whatever. And in the background, there's there wasn't like a disco ball, but there were like there was like a weird white light. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. It was. And, weird. Um, yeah. and he's like says something. Which I laughed out loud. It was just so stupid. As he's pretending to be Bruce Willis mm. talking to Globe, he says, uh, they're, they're like, oh, uh, it's good to see you celebrating, Bruno. Um, and he's like, yeah, the nightlife in Vegas is stupendous or something like that is unbelievable. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm getting a blowjob right now. Like, Bruno, please, right? you're 11 years old. Uh, yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, he hacks Globe's computer and Skypes with them. And yeah, that basically is what leads to his uh, his next mission, next thirty five missions of Bruno the Kid. My yeah. God! Um, so yeah, we already answered the question on why we think Bruce Willis made this cartoon. Uh, oh, actually, I had that wrong. He made this after Fifth Element and before Armageddon. So, I mean, there's really uh, the only answer I could come up with as to why he made this was shameless cash grab because like you know you and i are 
I would say fans of animation. I, I assume Bruce Willis probably comes from that generation where they only uh, think that, you know, cartoons are for kids. So the only reason to do one is for money, right? And to perform the theme, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah, I th- but is Bruce Willis the kind of guy that would just take on a crappy part for a check, Steve? Does he seem like, do we have any evidence? Uh, oh, oh, wait, we've got 2017 uh, through 2022 as evidence. Okay, my, my bad. There's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of evidence, yeah. it turns out. Uh, he was on an episode of The Orville, though. Um, but uh, yeah, like, I think you're right. I mean, I mean, obviously, this is like also kind of a vanity project, right? Because like Bruno is named after his alter ego right. or whatever. I don't know. Maybe he thought like his kids would think it's yeah, cool. Yeah, I was that, wondering like, that too. I, I mean, there's just not a lot of information about this on the internet, at least in, in far. Yeah, I tried looking for like old articles about the show, interviews with Bruce about it. I mean, I couldn't really find much of anything. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder why. <laughs> I did, however, when I was going through the, the, the cast list, like just people that have appeared, like there's some surprising names that appear. Like, uh, like they're all just have like one episode, mm. but um, actually this person has two episodes. Bronson Pinchot. Oh, wow. Balky for yes. Perfect Strangers. Balky, I love Perfect Strangers. We should cover that. Yeah. Uh, John Reese Davis wow. shows up. Ben Stein shows up. <laughs> Judy Tenuta, I mean, that's a name from the past. Um, there were a couple more. Uh, already said Renee Albert Jonas. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Coulier. Oh, nice. Uh, Armin Shimmerman, who played Quark in Deep Space Nine. He pops in for an episode. Jim Belushi, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, who do you get for your kids show? Ed McMahon. To come oh, do, what uh, kid doesn't do like Ed McMahon? I mean... Well, this just shows, like, you know, the star power of one Bruce Willis. I'm sure he just, right. he either has to pick up the phone or have his brother or agent pick up the phone and be like, hey, Bruce right. is doing a project. You want to be involved? And he's like, yes, yes, I do. Bueller, Bueller. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. All right. Let's uh, run this bumper and uh, <laughs> put a nail in this coffin. <laughs> question so agent velasquez of uh globe shield and whatever organization you want to be a part of uh the nwo uh latino version only not any other ones yes the lwo yes. <laughs> That's um, they were called. Do you... <laughs> i don't know why that cracked me up uh do you think that bruno the kid should be remembered for uh, all of uh human history or tossed into the black pit of obscurity never to be heard from again and explain your answer uh oh we've added uh <laughs> um yeah i i i think this should not be remembered by anyone um i you know alzheimer's runs in my family and I am now for the first time hoping I one day oh, get Alzheimer's so dang. I can forget about this shit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, it was not good. Um, it was not good at all. Uh, animation's bad, like, like we discussed. The writing is worse or just as bad as the animation. Mm-hmm. Um, the voice acting is some, 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 like Tim Carey does a good job. Um, he's like the only kind of like fun part of the right. episode for me. Um, but yeah, it's, it sucks. The theme song, the theme song sucks. The, 
story sucks. I don't like my planes to be to be uh, genitals. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, how do you feel about it, Steve? Oh, man, I can only pr- basically echo what you said there. Um, the animation is trash. Uh, the writing, oh, God. The character is so underdeveloped. Like, I thought maybe, you know, he was going to become a spy, or maybe, you know, he just spends too much time on the computer because uh, his parents, like, don't pay enough attention to him or something. But we clearly saw that he's got a caring mom. Like when they had like the uh, yeah. the scene when they had dinner, like there was basically nothing interesting about Bruno the kid other than the fact that he's voiced by a 40 year old man and for some reason is going bald despite the fact that he's in the sixth grade. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I put down here that uh, I think I'd rather watch James Bond Jr. than this. And, uh, yeah. and then I'd like to pose the question once again, is this the worst cartoon slash animated show that we've watched since we started this show? Because I'm going to tell you, I, yeah, I think it is too. So it is. to bring all that to a close, this uh, you're getting tossed into the black hole of obscurity. Goodbye, Mr. Bruno. The heathens have spoken. You are obliterated. Whew. I have never been more happy to see something erased from existence than, <laughs> than what just happened. Up, oh, I lost you again. Sound white. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, very, very, very bad. Yeah. Like, boring, man. Like, like, it's 22 long minutes, man. Yeah, and the thing that, I mean, even if you're a Bruce Willis fan, if you were to go and watch this, you would just be disappointed. You'd be... You would have yeah. that question going in the back of your mind, just like what I assume, uh, and I know I had, and I'm sure you had too, where you're just like, why, Bruce? Why? I mean, if you're going to do it, at least do it well. I mean, you know, yeah. Bruce Willis in the 90s was huge. Like, there's no reason yeah. why this uh, cartoon should be as bad as it was. Well, hopefully we'll get the Bruno the Kid gritty animated <laughs> anime reboot. Uh, From Warner Brothers? Uh, man, I yeah, yeah, I tried yeah. to watch like the new... I don't, well, because someone said it was uh, done by a person who had uh, directed one of the Lupin, the third animated movies. I tried to watch the new like Catwoman animated movie. Ah, it sucked. <laughs> From yeah. Warner Brothers. Yeah. I don't know. I thought I'd bring that up for some reason. It's just more sad than anything. But, uh, so, uh, anything, uh, anything to promote today in the shill zone, as I like to call it, uh, (laughs) uh, we should call it in honor of Bruce Willis. We should call it the Bruce Willis Willis zone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Since, uh, he is uh, quite a shill. Um, no, I have nothing to promote other than, uh, you know, I would recommend people don't watch this. That's what I'm promoting. Uh, not watching. I think you, you should know. start about... an entire group, like uh, just like the LWO. In fact, that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, maybe a little more inclusive. I don't know. I'd like to join yeah. it. Is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, nothing. Uh, nothing much going on here. I basically finished issue one. It uh, is almost. It's basically ready to go to the printers. I'm having a friend take a look at it and make sure there's no uh, spelling mistakes. Uh, yesterday, I went out to uh, WonderCon for my first time ever. It was okay. Uh, the best part was I got to go to a panel that had all the founding fathers 
of the Ultraverse. Huh? Aren't you excited about that? You too, listeners? Mm-hmm. You know, I love I love the Ultraverse. <laughs> it, you know, it used to be the second worst cartoon that we... Uh, what? I thought you... St- I'm just joking. <laughs> relax, relax. <laughs> Man, I'm finding the more and more I find out about you, the more I feel like this podcast was a huge mistake. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here at Obscurity Now. Uh, One thing that I always forget to mention when uh, we're closing out here is like, what did you think of Bruno the Kid? Audience, comment in the comment section uh, if you're a, a YouTube watcher. Or you can always comment on the Twitter uh, which is uh, at Reptilian Media. Uh, you can't miss it. Um, other than that, we'll catch you uh, next Sunday at uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, as we continue to discuss even more obscure media only on Obscurity Now. See you next week. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.